to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. And during this series, Pastor DeMichael is teaching a lesson entitled Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. Come find out what the Bible has to say on this issue. And please be sure to stay tuned after the broadcast as we will have a special offer for a free book on this very subject. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 49. Psalm 49. The rich man in Luke chapter 16 said, Abraham, please send somebody. Send somebody to talk to my brethren. The living cannot affect the state of the dead. The dead, in the case of the rich man in hell in Luke 16, cannot affect the state of the living. Did Abraham grant his request? Absolutely not. Okay. All right, look at uh, Psalm 49, verse 7. Psalm 49, verse 7. None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever. The only thing done by proxy to save your soul and mine was done by Jesus Christ. His vicarious substitutionary death is the only thing by proxy that affects salvation for you and I. And that's because he's the Son of God, the sinless Lamb of God. And we could go on and on and on, but we're just making a case, biblically speaking. First of all, two nevers. Two nevers. First never is second chance salvation. The second never is proxy. Four Bible principles. Four Bible principles. One life, death, and judgment. The second principle... The way a soul dies, its condition remains for eternity. Third Bible principle, the living cannot affect the state of the dead by proxy or vice versa. Neither can the dead affect the state of the living, as in the case of Luke chapter 16. The last one is one that I think would really surprise the well-taught Mormon more than anything. Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 1. And the last, the fourth Bible principle that we want to focus on, and again, we're just looking at a strong sampling. We're not by any means exhausting all the Bible principles that the idea of baptism for the dead by proxy violates, but we are going to look at four major ones. And if you look at 1 Timothy chapter 1, this fourth principle is that genealogical research outside of the Bible itself for spiritual purposes is not a desirable thing for the Christian. It is not a desirable thing for the Christian. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 4. Neither give heed to fables and endless, what? Genealogies, which minister, what? Questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. Look at it again. Neither give heed. Don't pay any attention to it. Don't pay any attention to it. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies. And boy, it is endless. And, it, and it's saddened our hearts to watch these people pouring over this microfilm in an attempt to help someone else and thinking they were doing something for someone else's salvation. Folks, this runs a close parallel to the Roman Catholic teaching of praying for the dead and getting them out of purgatory. 
In fact, we've already seen a number of parallels between Mormonism and Catholicism, and uh, we'll see more. But this one runs a close parallel, either praying, getting, earning indulgences for them, or praying to saints who are already dead in behalf of those that have gone on and are in purgatory, so-called, and so forth. Uh, there's just a lot of parallels here. But again, uh, it's the whole idea that this work can do any good for those that have already died. Uh, take a look at Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3. The Bible nowhere puts such an emphasis on genealogies and family trees, unless it's the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And the reason God puts such an em emphasis on that is, first of all, that's his son. That's his son. And so you have a genealogy of his son in Luke, and you have a genealogy of his son in Matthew. But that's the only genealogy that affects your salvation and mine, is the genealogy of Christ. All right, look at Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3 and verse 9. But avoid foolish questions. Foolish questions and what? Genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are what? Unprofitable and vain. All right? Now, that's what, the, that's what the New Testament says about this emphasis on genealogies. All right, so this concept violates two Bible nevers and four important Bible principles, to name a few. Let's look at the Mormon baptism for the dead. And I'm going to read to you out of the Doctrine and Covenants, section 128. And uh, it says, And now, my dearly beloved brethren and sisters, let me assure you that these are the principles in relation to the dead and the living that cannot be lightly passed over. What did the Bible just call them? Foolish, vain, and unprofitable as pertaining to our salvation, for their salvation is necessary and essential to our salvation. As Paul says concerning the fathers, that they without us cannot be made perfect, neither can we without our dead be made perfect. And let me tell you, that is a horrible torturing out of the text in the book of Hebrews. Let us therefore as a church and people and as Latter-day Saints offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness, and let us present in His holy temple when it is finished a book containing the records of our dead, which shall be worthy of all acceptation. All right, now, the reason for this emphasis is that Mormon theology teaches in the second chance salvation, where those who have died without a chance to hear the gospel. Ever hear that one? Okay, you're witnessing to somebody, and uh, someone's eyes get wandering, and you can see the gears turning, and then they say, well, either something like this, what about the heathen, Right? They'll say, what about the heathen in Africa? My response to that is, what about the heathen in America? <laughs> got as many here as you got in Africa, I'm sure. But the other one is, uh, well, what if somebody dies without hearing? As though that gets them off the hook. Well, Mormonism has tried to answer that with this baptism for the dead. And, uh, of course, the teaching is that they can be baptized by proxy via a living member of the Mormon church. Uh, Joseph Fielding Smith stated in Doctrines of Salvation by Joseph Fielding Smith in Volume 2, page 230, under the uh, title of Divisions in the Spirit World, 
He says, all spirits of men after death return to the spirit world. There, as I understand it, the righteous, meaning those who have been baptized and who have been faithful, are gathered in one part and all the others in another part of the spirit world. This seems to be true from the vision given to President Joseph F. Smith and found in gospel doctrine. What the Lord really said to the thief, now he's referencing Luke 23. What the Lord really said to the thief is that he would be with him in the world of spirits. And there he would be taught the truth as this seemed to be his desire upon the cross. I don't remember all that in that conversation. I, you know, I've heard a reading between the lines, folks, but that's, uh, that's some pretty big spaces between the lines. I mean, that thief turned to the Lord and said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus turned to him, him and said, uh, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. I don't remember anything about dwelling in the spirit world and being taught and progressing and so forth and so on. Uh, McConkie references this in Mormon Doctrine on pages 761-762. And then in the same book on page 755, he says this, The righteous spirits in paradise have been commissioned to carry the message of salvation to the wicked spirits in hell. So you've even got them preaching and doing work there. So you've got all this second chance stuff going on, and you've got this sort of a circle of helps going on on the earth and in, 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 in the next world and so forth. And, it's, and again, it's just not found in the scriptures. Uh, those who accept Mormonism in the spirit world, according to Mormon theology, must have a mortal do their baptism and temple ordinance for them in order to enter the celestial kingdom. Thus, we've got Mormons doing vicarious work for the dead in their temples, and that's what's found in a work temple. That's one of the things they do. And uh, to my understanding, that's what's being done here uh, in Boise on a regular basis. We would like to thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth. And we would also like to offer a free book about the content you just heard on Mormon doctrines in light of the Bible. To receive this free book, please contact the office at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. You can give them a call at 208-888-4545. That's 208-4545. The offices are open Tuesday through Friday. To hear more great messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our Sunday school begins at 9.30 with the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. We also have great kids programs on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock, we've got the Master's Club, which runs during the school year. And at the same time, we have a Bible study for the adults in the main auditorium. With specialized classes and programs for all ages, as well as wonderful nurseries for the youngsters, Treasure Valley Baptist Church has a place for everyone. And don't forget about our vibrant programs for the teens and our college and career group. We hope to see you soon.